Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello. Say what's your name. Maybe we can play a little game. You are listening to Slashing Cast. Or you will be until I get through with these guys. Welcome back, horror fans, to another episode of Slash and Cast. We are your hosts. My name is Riley. My name is Nick. Back here with yet another juicy episode. Quite a few great topics this week, most of which came out early last week. You know, so we've been sitting on it for like five days. I wanted to talk about them, so it's it's been annoying me that we haven't. Yeah. But, you know, we're back. Didn't have an episode last week because there was no news. I mean, literally none. You can go check, like, a six-day span of zero news in the horror genre. It was rough. I mean, yeah, Hollywood shuts down. Yeah, yeah, New Year, Christmas, New Year's, they'll do it to you. Yeah, but uh, they they came out with a bang to start off 2023. There's quite a few topics to go over, uh, but first of all, I want to sh- shout out my Freddy mug. For those that are watching on the tubes, i.e., YouTube members, there you go, my Freddy mug. Very inconvenient to drink out of, but I, I do like it. It is ugly as shit though. Yeah, but it's literally just Freddy's head, and the the handle is red and green. Wow. Very cute. Very cute. Isn't he cute? Isn't he cute? <sighs> All right, let's kick things off with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre video game. They just dropped a brand new mocap behind the scenes video. It's about 13 and a half minutes long. We already did a full breakdown video on it. There's a link in the description wherever you're listening if you want to get every juicy detail, everything we noticed in there. And of course, you can go watch the original video as well. But it, it's super cool. You know, it features uh, cast reveals. We get a good look at Sean Whalen playing the hitchhiker, which is awesome. We yeah. finally get to see Scout Taylor Compton mm-hmm. playing the female victims. And, of course, we see Kane Hodder doing what he does best, killing people as Leatherface. And we see him as Grandpa. Nice. Very yeah. nice. Yeah, that was great, man. Uh, we knew he was Grandpa because it was confirmed back at Scarefest. That was, like, the juiciest de- detail that came out of Scarefest beyond the reveal of Johnny and Sissy. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, and for those that don't know what the Texas Massacre video game is... I feel like if you're listening to us, you probably do. Yeah. Probably. But it's a brand new asymmetrical multiplayer horror game. It's 3v4 where you can play as the family, the Slaughter family, i.e. Leatherface, Cook, and Hitchhiker, as well as some newcomers, Johnny and Sissy, and probably more to happen in the future, I'm sure. Yeah. And you can play helpless victims that get caught by the family. 3v4. The first multiple, I mean, not the first ever, but... The first well-known asymmetrical multiplayer game where you, you could have multiple killers at the same time. You yep. have to work together. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, on top of the cash reveals that came from this video, we also get a look at some new kill animations uh, as well as some potential mechanics. And you get to see the chainsaw dance. Mm-hmm. That was the big winner. Yeah. You, you get to see Kane in the pretty lady Leatherface mask doing the classic Gunnar Hansen chainsaw dance from the original 1974 movie. Yeah, that was really cool. We were we were hoping for it. When we started the video, we are like, chainsaw dance. Come yeah, on. Like sneaking in there. Come at, on. at least like, uh, or you, they could have even done it more subtly if they wanted to. Just put showed on like a monitor mm-hmm. and then you just kind of had to put it together. But now they give you a, a good look at it of Kane doing the chainsaw dance. And I said it in our video as well that I didn't think he had it in him. I mean, I, I it's Kane. You know, Kane can do anything. But to actually recreate it in the way that Gunner performed it, yeah. I thought would be very difficult for him to pull off, just considering just how different their bodies are mm-hmm. and uh, their physiques. But he he went in there and he did it, man. Mm-hmm. I, it looks really good. So um, very excited to see it in game and see what's next. But this video is supposed to be a series that they're doing something similar to what they were doing originally with the dev diaries for F-13. Hopefully this one sticks, though. Love Hopefully. those dev diaries. The one of them. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah. There's one F-13 dev diary. And, I, I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. So hopefully they stick to it this time and we get a handful more. But uh, who knows? Who knows? I hope so. <laughs> I'm sure they're, they're going to – they'll be fine. Especially yeah. because it's not coming from, like, the F-13 diaries were alphonic. Like, you basically were following alphonic. We didn't get like any gun interviews in those, and now we're this is gun. We we got a we were talking to Ronnie Hobbs and Rob Fox and uh, Matthew Zepp and the gun guys. Yes, so they'll stick to it. Yes, uh, but hey, staying on the topic of Leatherface, let's talk about Dead by Daylight. Okay, you you may have seen this one circling around. It's a big rumor train right now. Dead by Daylight potentially saying goodbye to Leatherface. Now, here's the thing, okay. This is still not confirmed. It's just a bunch of rumors, but they are they're strong rumors that come with some significant evidence that came from the public test build of Dead by Daylight, where players found in the code that the perks that Leatherface came with have new strings of coding that show unlicensed versions of them, alternative names, where they yeah they'd be unlicensed versions of the. Leatherface perks. Right. It was cookie cutter. The same exact thing happened when Stranger Things uh, was announced that they were, it was going to be removed from Dead by Daylight. Same exact uh, strings of code, pretty much. Yeah. And that's, that's the big piece of evidence right there is that code does exist. It's in there. It is supported by multiple people who went into the code and it does match what happened with Stranger Things. And it does make sense in terms of what's happening with the new game coming out. I, totally understand whether that's Kim Hankel or Gunn that made the call and like, hey, let's pull it from Dead by Daylight just because we don't want to interfering with what we're trying to do over here. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily like, I don't think, it, I don't think it's necessary at all. Uh, no. I, that, that chapter's been out a long time. Uh, anyone that's going to buy it probably already has. And it's not even a full chapter. It's, I don't even know what they call it, a paragraph. I think that is the, the thing. And yeah, it's it's literally just Leatherface and right. his cosmetics, and he's got really cool perks. So uh, if this goes the same way it happened with Stranger Things, they will pull Leatherface out of the game, uh, out of the store, and anyone who purchased him in the past will be able to continue to use him, and the perks will then go over to an unlicensed name like we're seeing in the code, and those will be available separately. Or whether or not you unlock those just in the shrine, and you could use blood points to to buy them or something like that. Yeah. It is very possible that uh, in 
the contract, whoever was making the deal, whether that be Kim Henkel or other potential license holders, um, that with Leatherface, when it came into Dead by Daylight, they said if there were to be a uh, a standalone Texas Chainsaw Leatherface game, that that's when their rights, their contract would expire. Right. M- maybe. I don't. It, it, it is possible that Kim Henkel said, "Nope, we're we're taking it away." Yeah, it, I. The reason I say it's unnecessary, I get it. I get why you do it. I think it's unnecessary just because uh, one for how long it's been out, and why why have that drama day one with a massive fan base like mm-hmm. Dead by Daylight to come over and potentially whether it's Gunn who made the call or not, or Sumo Nottingham or Kim Hangle, it doesn't really matter. Uh, Gunn's going to be the one to take the flack. And why have that many people potentially go and and give you shit? I mean, it was a huge deal when it happened to Stranger Things. What made Stranger Things a bigger deal is that the map got removed, right? right? So Leatherface is just Leatherface. It's nothing else beyond the perks. And that that's actually really – Leatherface is a kind of a, a, a noobish, a newbie-ish uh, killer. It tends to be more successful in the beginner level stages. You do have some beast uh, red rank Leatherfaces out there, but they're, they're pretty rare. So it tends to be a, a low-rank killer to use. It's the perks that are so good, specifically barbecue and chili. Yeah, you Dead by Daylight players know. So um, you can still have the perks. Perks are still there. Leatherface is still there for those that purchased him. Yeah. And there's no map that to be removed. It doesn't – yeah, like you said, kind of unnecessary because, like, it doesn't take away from the Text Chainsaw Massacre game. By yeah. having Leatherface in Dead by Daylight, not in the slightest. Right. Yeah, I I agree. But uh, so it's maybe that's a little bit hard to, harder to under or harder to explain to somebody like Kim Hankel, who's probably not out here playing video games and right. just sees the character you know already over there, doesn't want to interfere with the a bigger and better game that's coming out, right. their own uh, solo game. I do wonder if this is happening Dead by Daylight, where they're removing Leatherface. Is that gonna be like a thing in Call of Duty? Like, what Call of Duty was it? It was Modern Warfare. So, hmm. or it was—I don't even know if it was. Yeah, it was Modern Warfare because he was in Warzone. Yeah, so, are they gonna remove move it from from that too? I, why? <laughs> like that. And first if it's of all, one it's and not, not your, the other, it's not your audience anyway. The, those right. who are playing Call of Duty, they don't really—they don't give a shit. Right. And if it's one and not the other, well. Then it looks bad, right? Because yeah. Dead by Daylight is a direct competition. I, I, that's what I'm saying. That's why deal with the drama that you don't need. Right. That's why I don't get why they would do it. But oh well. Um, uh, also, you know, Leatherface. It's not Leatherface, but it's a Texas Chainsaw Massacre DLC that was put into Rocket League. It, right. You know, I, that just happened. That just happened in October. So I don't know. You're not going to remove that. What the hell's the point? Right. So I don't know. It just, I, I, you know, you know that Dead by Daylight audience, man. You, it's, it's huge, and it has a lot of potential to, to come at you. So why even bother? Would be my sentiment. But yeah. Oh well, it could happen, and it probably is based on the evidence. So there you go. It still could not happen. It, it there's a chance. There nothing be, confirmed. It could be all confirmed. this fuss for nothing, but all signs seem to be pointing that way. Hopefully, there's still a chance to, to change this around. Because maybe they see the reaction from people that, with the leaks or, uh, you know, rumors. Right. And they're like, oh, shit, maybe we shouldn't do this. And they're like, they pull the plug on the whole idea. But we'll see. I don't mm-hmm. know. Okay, let's move on to our next topic. Wednesday, you've been hearing about it. Netflix is Wednesday. It's been massively successful. 
uh, including you know it's the now the third most popular series of all time on Netflix behind Stranger Things season four and Squid Game. It used to be second. I don't know. Squid Game caught up. I don't. I'm sad about it. Hmm. Or maybe maybe it maybe it passed it. I don't know. I hope it did. I thought I read some. Maybe it was second. I don't remember what it was. Maybe it was something different. Well, either way, very popular. Yes. Okay. Netflix uh, is doing just fine with Wednesday, which is why we all kind of assumed there would be a season two, but now it has officially been confirmed. Wednesday season two, and it came without a, a short little announcement video. So you can go check that out over on uh, Twitter or any other social media platform. But hey, uh, showrunners Alfred Gao and Miles Miller said that they are thrilled to continue Wednesday's torturous journey into season two. We can't wait to dive headfirst in another season and explore the kooky, spooky world of Nevermore. I'm excited. Yeah, Wednesday, it was such a fun show. You bought a poster. That's how much you loved it. I did. I got a signed uh, Jenna Ortega and Tim Burton uh, poster, which they gave away around New York Comic Con. It didn't even have a release date yet. Yeah. Yeah. If only they would have known how big it was going to be. Yeah. It comes with a certificate of authenticity. That was uh, that was very important because there's <laughs> no Jenna Ortega signed stuff really out there. Yeah. And, and anytime you do see it, it's her signature always looks different. So mm-hmm. you need some sort of uh, C of A just to confirm. Yeah. So, yeah. Love, love the show. Can't wait for season two. Been hoping for a season two since I finished season one. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, by the way, it also, the first season did uh, break the record for most hours viewed in a single week by an English language TV series. So there's that. I have watched it twice now, by the way. I just finished it again. <laughs> so uh, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. You will enjoy it. Yes. Don't think too hard about the Adams family. All no. right. It's still the Adams family, but it's not the Adams family. You know what I'm saying? All right. It's different. It's different. It's different. Uh, okay, let's move on to our next topic of the day. I'm very excited to talk about this. Evil Dead Rise just got its first official trailer, and good God almighty, it is so good. It is so good. Uh, it's officially age-restricted on YouTube, so you will need to sign in to watch it. There is a, a Green Band trailer. You could watch that one, but don't. Come on. Come on. Come on. Just go watch the Red Band trailer for Evil Dead Rise. It looks so good, and it's everything that I want from a new Evil Dead movie because y- – I, we're moving away from Ash. You know, Ash is not in it, so you. I like what the remake did. Yes. I really, really do. It's truly scary again. We're back to the roots of Evil Dead, and Evil Dead Rise, man, it seems to hit it on the head. It looks scary as shit. It does. It really does. It's Yeah, it's, it's fresh. Yeah. Felt very fresh. Yes, and driven on practical effects for sure. Yes. And I tell you, it's my most anticipated movie of the year. I, I, I mean, out of all, not just horror movies, but all movies. I don't know what else is even. Scream Six is kind of close. Yeah. But I, other than that, well, an Evil Dead Rise has been in in development for a while. Yeah, and then you know it, it made its it it did its test screenings, and you hear really really good things as test screenings. It's about to come out on, on VOD, and then they have another test screening. And they're like, you know what, we we can't. Well, we need to release this in theaters. It deserves to be seen that way. So it's, it's what, a six-month delay? Mm-hmm. So then now it's releasing April 21st of this year. And, and, you know, Sam Raimi, Bruce Campbell, and Robert Tappert are on board. They're producing it. And according to Bruce, Mr. Campbell himself, the three have been very involved in the project every step of the way. How many Easter eggs are there going to be? Hopefully a lot. Yeah, I will say there is one thing that came out this week about Evil Dead Rise. 
that frustrated me as an Evil Dead fan. And it was Lee Cronin talking about how there's the the Necronomicon got to Los Angeles and how they're going to mm-hmm. link all the movies together. Yeah. And he said he he told Sam Raimi, he's like, Okay, remember the three books in Army of Darkness? Well, you know, Bruce had one, you guys had one, and Fide Alvarez had the second, and now I have the third in Evil Dead Rise. The problem with that, and it's this is why I wish he just wouldn't have said anything, because two of those books were fake. That was the whole point of the three books. Right. Because Ash had to get the right book or it wasn't going to work. I it, And it was also kind of referencing why the design changed so he could make an yeah. original design. The designs were exactly the same. All three of them looked the same. That's the point. So I Could have just been something cheeky he was trying to say, but... Mm. I, I was really hoping that it, it didn't involve anything like that at all, that it was more of it could relate to Mia and how maybe Mia got that book there after her events. And, it, you know, also the question of when does this take place right. is still up in the air. And I, I talked to a, a good friend of ours for a while about this, and it basically has to take place between season two and season three of Ash vs. Evil Dead, mm-hmm. to make any sense. So, on top of the three books thing as well, it's like, okay, so two of the books ended up back at the original cabin because that's where Ash found his, that's where Mia found hers, why is this one book in Los Angeles? I, I don't like that. I really wish he wouldn't have said it. It feels completely, un- I would have totally preferred it not to be explained. Yeah. I don't like that at all. It's like, well, damn it. Why would you, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, but whatever. Uh, it's not the end of the world, but I still hope Mia sneaks in. Yeah. I, I, that's what I'm really hoping for. You could end the movie with it. You know, cause Mia will say Mia did bring the book to LA and that's where she decided to hide it. And right at the end movie ends with her walking out with fake hand because her hand got ripped mm-hmm. off. Oh, man. Link them. Link even, them together. Yeah. I mean, come on. I just, I don't know. If we don't get Ash, I'm cool with keeping Mia. Yeah. <sighs> okay, let's move on to our next topic. Scream 6. Uh, again, this is an exciting one. Two new images here. Uh, first of all, USA Today shared a new image of Scream 6, and it's just Ghostface standing in front of a nice little New York building there. What's so cool about the image to me is that that mask... It could just be the angle. It could just be the lighting. I I could be wrong, but it looks so much like the original mm-hmm. mask. There's the the cheeks are a little bit different. It could just be the lighting. I'm telling you, it could be. But there's just something very old school about that mask. Yeah, for sure. That was my first thoughts when I saw it too. Yeah, and it kind of I'm sticking to my theory that whoever this killer is is trying to. I don't know. They're obsessed with all of the ghost face killers of the years. Yes. So maybe so much so that they went back and stole their stuff. That's why we see that aged mask, mm-hmm. you know? I don't know. Oh. Questions. But I would say most likely this is just lighting confusing me. Probably. And, but I, I do like it. It looks good. Just excited to see the damn movie, man. Yeah. And apparently a full trailer is supposed to drop anytime now. Yeah. It's like, coming up. I, apparently this week. It could drop, which would have made sense with something like Megan dropping, but who knows? We were expecting a uh, a scream trailer with uh, with Megan. Yeah, so. the trailer did play. The little teaser trailer did play before Megan. Yeah, so we had that. But a full trailer would have been nice, and it could be any day now. It could yeah. happen right now before the episode even came out. It could be out right now. That is true. This whole conversation completely unnecessary. True. Okay, so the big one here last week, they also shared a poster that was a subway train map, and the first thing I want to say about it is that Gil Marshall on Instagram made a very similar poster to this, like 
a month before. A month before. Now, you don't want to sit here and be like, oh, they stole this design. But there are so many coincidences between his poster and the one that got officially released, and there's no credit given to Gil at all. And it's I, just a little weird. I believe he has either had talks with someone at Universal in the past or had a talk about this with them um, before beforehand, before this was uh, posted, created and posted. So that makes it seem a little bit more if he's had talks with Universal in the past yeah. and then they, they post a design very, very similar to his. Yeah, it's don't get me wrong, a subway train and New York. Yeah pretty obvious things to link together it's just a way it's just the way they're laid out it's so similar yeah. and I actually i think i prefer gills but same uh yeah nonetheless just want to shout out gill who deserves a credit because he did make a cool fucking poster yeah so um all right so this poster yes it is the subway train map layout and it makes a ghost face mask and each color on the map represents one of the Scream movies. So we have one through six, and every single dot or spot or stop you would make on a subway train represents somebody who died in the movie. Okay? And, of course, they all end with the killers. Yes. Now, the fun part of it is that Kirby Reed is on here from Scream 4, and her case is showing as closed, and her dot is red with an X through it mm-hmm. because she's alive now. She didn't die in Scream 4. She survived. But what makes it so juicy is that one of the dots, the only other dot that is slightly different shade of uh, or a different color, is Stu Mockers. Stu Mockers is slightly red. Mm-hmm. Just real fucking cheeky. Huh? They they know what they're doing. Yeah. They're being assholes. Because you, here, here, you do something like that. And now you're not going to have Stu in Scream 6. And you're going to be like, damn, I can't believe you teased us like that. I can't believe you're fucking with us like that. And let's not forget, okay, shout out to when you watch the movie for reminding me of this. Go subscribe on YouTube. That in Scream 5, remember with the Dead Meat video where uh, James and Chelsea are reviewing Stab 8? Right, and then there was the Kirby video in the recommended. Yeah, there's the, the, on the side of that screen, we see the recommended videos, one of which is Kirby, uh, an interview with survivor Kirby Reed. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, at the bottom of the page, there's a podcast episode, and it says... Is the real Stu Mocker, is the real life Stu Mocker still alive? So they already were playing with us a little bit in Scream 5. And you could have just thrown it away because, like, ah, oh, they're having fun. We're yeah. being cheeky. And, but then they do this on top of all the rumors and fans going crazy about it. They throw in that little different shade of color there and give us a tease that maybe Stu is still alive. Ah, oh, man. Man. Come on. And, and you know what? They In Scream 5, that, that Kirby video is there and. It ended up happening. She, yeah, she's back. Yeah. So, so maybe the real life Stu Mocker is still alive. It, you know, a lot of people say it's not possible, and you have Kevin Williamson saying, "Hey, confirmed he's dead." But of course, he would say that, right? All right. And I think there are ways to do it. I, I think I think Mike from We Watch Movie has a an interesting way of doing it, where you know his parents uh, they stopped in the ambulance and they decided to. Um, switch his body with you know the kids that drive away drunk at the end of to go find principal Henry's body hanging from the goalpost mm-hmm. they got in a car accident one of them died there's a big fire switch the bodies out you know Stu's still alive yeah pretend he was dead yeah sent him to uh, a different state perhaps to change, live a different life yeah change the dental records you know all the goods 
Yeah. Cause, cause yeah, I mean, you know, you're the parents of a, of a killer, you know, you don't want to be like, Oh yeah, he's actually alive. No. Yeah. Bury one of the other bodies, send Stu away to a different state, change his name. Yeah. To New York, maybe. Yeah. To New York. (laughs) Um, and, uh, yeah, he's, he's been alive this whole time. And now suddenly all of our characters happen to be in New York where he happens to be. I I will say if they're going to do this, I think, Mike is also correct that it will not be in Scream 6. We will not see Stu in Scream 6. But what they could do is end Scream 6 with the two killers that are going to be revealed. They die, your typical Scream fashion. But then a third killer is confirmed and revealed, but it never gets unmasked. And it ends with Ghostface winning for the first time in the franchise. And we roll into a cliffhanger and go into Scream 7 with not knowing who that Ghostface is. Right. And the mastermind all along, Stu Macker. I, I will say if you do that, it becomes very Roman Bridger, where he was a mastermind all along for the last three movies. Sounds like Roman. So, I don't know, but that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. And then it was Stu all along that killed Dewey. Good luck selling that. Uh, Amber fans will be very upset, but hey, it would answer a lot of questions. Yeah. Like why he was so goddamn tall in that scene where he killed Dewey. But insubordinate. Whoever it is, um, I just think there's a lot of things you could do with Stu. For real. You yeah. can just bring him back. Matthew Lillard wants to do it. Yeah. Come on. Come on, yo. And hey, they're saving money by not paying Nev Campbell. So yeah. pay Matthew Lillard instead. I saw a, this is a little sidetrack, but it is related. I saw a fake article come out from a Twitter, I'm not going to say a Twitter account because I don't want to give them more exposure than they deserve because they pissed me off after this. They made a big deal about how Nev Campbell suddenly unfollows the Scream Movies account on Instagram, and she unfollowed uh, Radio Silence. Well, guess what? She never followed them to begin with. Hmm. She never followed them to begin with. She never uses Instagram. It's very rare. She never followed them to begin with. Wow. So that pissed Mm. me off for, for a couple minutes, but hey, here we are. Scream 6, March 10th, 2023 few months away a couple months away yeah can't wait man i can't wait to see Stu alive and well mm-hmm. <laughs> let us know your thoughts on that seriously do you think Stu's alive let us know over on, on twitter love to hear your thoughts yeah he'd just be a little scarred up yeah on yeah. his face you ever seen that fake thumbnail with like the scream concept trailer with yep. his face fucked up mm-hmm. yeah it wouldn't be that bad right i don't know Heal the, the electrocution would be the because I mean the glass shattering those will heal yeah I don't know be yeah. interesting okay let's move on to our next topic Megan 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 <laughs> Megan was released this past weekend and it opened up to thirty point two million dollars domestically and forty five million dollars worldwide so Neil say it made its money back and then some and it's on a path to make a lot of money and it's a January horror release. And it shocked the nation. Yeah. It's got good reviews. It's mm-hmm. still over nine, 93%, I think, last time I checked around Tomatoes. Wow. Still killing it out there. Uh, if you haven't heard of Megan, quick synopsis here. A robotics engineer at a toy company builds a lifelike doll that begins to take on a life of its own. Megan. Similar to the Child's Play remake, but b- better. I've seen a lot of arguments that it's, it's they're the same movies, just as good. If it wasn't Chucky, people would have more respect for Child's Play. I don't really agree with that. I think Megan... Megan did a better job because if you're going to do like a robotic killer doll, mm-hmm. 
you need to understand that humans are going to laugh at it. It's still a fucking doll. And Megan was smart with that. It's mm-hmm. like, yes, we want you to laugh at this, but she can be creepy too, and she can do uh, some real damage. Yeah. So that's why I enjoyed it. We have a full review out. Make every account. Uh, actually, it'll come out tomorrow. It's out for members right now, though. Yeah. But it comes out on Wednesday on Make Every Account. Uh, so this movie was produced by Jason Blum and James Wan, and which is great. James Wan, good to see it. Killer Doll Champ, still going. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, hey, this week, producer James Wan teased on Facebook. He said, Jason Blum and myself are beyond thankful and grateful to see how much love Megan is receiving, and hopefully what all this means is that we get the chance to explore the bigger world of AI and perhaps witness Megan's revenge? Question mark? Hmm? Whoa. Yeah, teasing a sequel. Uh, I, I for one, don't want to see one. I think... I, I've seen a lot of people say they want to see one. I don't. I There's only so much you could do with this idea right. of the AI taking over. And the next step is to go big and to basically have an army of Megans. Um, I, it kind of takes away from a lot of the comedic points in yeah. Megan. Yeah, and are you really going to stick with, with Gemma and Katie? And are, are we going to keep those characters relevant And when it starts to take over the world? I, I think I would much prefer just to keep it by itself. I like the way it ends. I don't know. I Not every movie needs a sequel. <laughs> I think this is one of them. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit in our review where they would go with a sequel, but... I'm okay. Yeah, just I I like we like the movie. Yeah, yeah, quite a bit. But uh, sequel not really warranted. But obviously, a, f- a potential franchise can make a lot of money. Has already made a lot of money. Sure. Yeah, they're gonna want to milk it. That's how it goes. Yeah, that's how it goes. I think I'd rather just Jason Blum and James Wan just go do something really freaking dope and rated R. I know PG thirteen horror has definitely come around in the mm-hmm. last ten years, but I, that's probably the one thing missing from Megan is if you take the gore and over the top kills of the Child's Play remake yeah. and apply it to Megan, you uh, get something probably a little bit uh, more fun there. But mm-hmm. uh, Jason Blum did thank everybody under the age of twenty five that went and saw it, so we got fucked. It's a shame. Damn it. Sorry, I didn't make the cut. Twenty six didn't make the cut. Sorry, sorry, Jim. Okay. All right, let's move. <laughs> Let's move on to our our next topic. Uh, Staying on the the Blumhouse train here, Sick is the latest film from Blumhouse, and the trailer dropped this past week, and the concept of the movie sounds terrible. Okay, The synopsis is as follows. As the pandemic steadily brings the world to a halt, Parker and her best friend, Miri, decide to quarantine at the family lake house alone, or so they think. It sounds as cliche as you could possibly imagine, and we're going, we're continuing. Not, I'm not milking, but we're. It's more of the COVID-aware movies and kind of going off the pandemic. Right. It, it takes place in 2020. Right. So I, I, this movie, I feel like it would have done a lot. It would do a lot better if it came out in 2020. If it came out in late 2020 <laughs> or early 2021. Right. Yeah, a little late now, but it's okay. Yeah. Right, Glass Onion got away with it, representing COVID directly. Yeah. This is a little more on the nose. Watch the trailer, you'll know what we're talking about, <laughs> yeah. uh, especially the way that the trailer ends. It's yeah, I listen, the reason I'm down for it is because it is written by Kevin Williamson and Caitlin Crabb and if Kevin Williamson of course has my support and whatever he does, whether that's Scream, I know it's last summer, 
Scream 2, Scream 4. Sick. Sick. <laughs> yeah, I will I will see it, okay? Uh, and since it's premiering on Peacock, literally this week, January 13th, Friday the 13th, we'll check it out right away. And if it's worth our time, maybe we'll review it and make every death count. Yeah. If it's worth you hearing about it. Yeah. I hope it is. And it seems like it has some decent reviews from my Dread Central, uh, who had an early screening. Um I can't remember who else was quoted on there. Letterboxd, Letterboxd was, on there. was on there. So, hey, if if as long as it's Kevin Williamson smart, it'll work for me. Yeah. So check out the trailer. It is a an interesting trailer for sure. Mm-hmm. And speaking of interesting trailers, Renfield recently got her first look at that bad boy. It's a horror comedy from Universal Studios starring Nicholas Holt as the titular character Renfield and Aquafina as the love interest Rebecca Quincy and the big one, Nicholas Cage, as Dracula. You never would have thought. You never would have <laughs> thought. Uh, Renfield, the, torture aid, the tortured aide to his narcissistic boss Dracula, is forced to procure his master's prey and do his every bidding. However, after centuries of servitude, he's ready to see if there's a life outside the shadow of the Prince of Darkness. That that trailer, it was so fun. Yeah, the trailer is a lot of fun. It's got, I love the look of it. It's got yeah. this old school Universal Monsters vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I really enjoy that. I love seeing Nicolas Cage as Dracula. That is just the weirdest take on Dracula we've ever seen. Right, and and it's a it's a horror comedy. Yeah, yeah. Universal Monster horror comedy. And I, if I was a betting man, uh, Chris McKay, who directed this, who's on the Tomorrow War, the Lego Batman movie, he probably let Nicolas Cage just go. Yeah. That's what I would... If you're going to go out of your way and get Nicolas Cage to play Dracula, just let him go. As over the top as you want, <laughs> Mandy style, yeah. let him go. Absolutely. So, uh, that would be sick. I, I want to I see that, and then Nicolas Cage has my support. Maybe this is why he was too busy to make an appearance on the National Treasure show. So... A little, a little upset. A little upset about that, but it's fine. Um <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm down for it. I think it's cool. And I did also read that this was based on the original pitch that Robert Kirkman presented to AMC for The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. I how the fuck I want to hear that original pitch because how did you get a The Walking Dead pitch and it became this? How is it anything like Renfield? Right. How or how did The Walking Dead spawn from this? <laughs> right. So I don't know. That's uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, it'll be at theaters April 14th, right next to Evil Dead Rise. Hopefully one doesn't bury the other. It scares me. Yeah. I don't know. Evil Dead, it's it's getting out there. The The non-horror uh, audience is, is getting a taste of Evil Dead. Yeah. Now the game, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much that will bring in. I don't know how much people go from the game to Evil Dead Rise to go see it in theaters. Uh, but there there is that. I'm sure there's some, some transfer there. Yeah. And... Uh, it's you know there's a week in between them. It's not at the end of the world. It's like screaming 65, 65 moved their release date back a week so they wouldn't step on each other's toes. I still think they step on each other's toes. Yeah, sixty five is you know, gonna be a big a uh, big seller potentially. Yeah. Have you seen that new movie with with Adam Driver, the comedy movie? It's like a comedy apocalypse type of movie. No. I man, I watched the first like half hour and I was dying. I couldn't. I, I got bored. Hmm. I haven't. I haven't finished it yet. No, I haven't heard of it. Hmm. Well, it's on Netflix. If you're if you're interested. Uh, okay, let's move on. The last topic of the day: The Last of Us is finally getting a standalone multiplayer game. 
it was going to happen eventually, especially with The Last of Us continuing to be huge every step of the way. Now you have the new HBO Max series, and it's been 10 years, 37 million game copies sold. And like I said, the brand new HBO Max series adaptation premiering this weekend on January 15th, The Last of Us franchise is certainly beloved by a fuck ton of people. So many people. It's unreal. Except the, the second one, has that come around yet? Are people, are people okay with that now? I don't know. I, maybe. I, I, still, I still support that game. I, 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 that, that concept to me, the concept of taking a character making you hate them hate them so much to the point where you like will cry like people cr- mm-hmm. are crying about what happens i don't want to spoil it for anyone that hasn't played the first or second game but to make you hate somebody so much and then you find a way that maybe for some people at least that you're kind of like rooting for her or you feel for her or you like her by the end of the game it's just bold yeah, yeah, certainly, especially with two of the most beloved characters like in the history of video games to do what they did in The Last of Us Part Two. Yeah. At the very least, it deserves my respect. Yeah. So that's my little little rant there. Uh, so Naughty Dog shared a look at the long-awaited Last of Us standalone multiplayer game with a little new piece of concept artwork. Not much there, uh, just a massive abandoned cruise ship during the apocalypse. Now, Naughty Dog's Neil Druckmann says the project is, quote, shaping up to be a fresh new experience from our studio, but one rooted in Naughty Dog's passion for delivering incredible stories, characters, and gameplay. End quote. How do you... This is a challenge. If you want to keep delivering incredible stories inside of a multiplayer environment, I wonder how far that goes. Right. Yeah, is it like a like a Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed type of thing? I doubt it. I would assume I don't know, more more driven on co-op and I would think it's more of a survival like scavenging type game, but on a high budget. Yeah. Take like uh what's a good example of a game like that? Those cheap freaking ones where you build forts and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take that idea, bring it into the world of The Last of Us and you had to meet up people and build your own bases and figure out who you want to trust and not trust yeah is it going to be more like a like a team based multiplayer or a eliminate the other players i don't think we're i don't, I don't think we're going to go in there and play call of duty you know what i'm saying like I, <laughs> it's war zone but last of us <laughs> well that'd be pretty that'd be interesting a battle royale very dark toned zombie game everything that dead alliance should have been well, I'm all for a game like that. That Last of Us probably doesn't fit the category too well, especially no. if you're going to use similar game mechanics to what we see in like Last of Us Part Two. I I would prefer that. I think that was the big shining point in Last of Us Part Two, like the rope mechanic. Rope mechanic blew my mind at the time, and I was so glad that everybody like yeah. there were reviews that were agreeing with me because I was like, I've never seen anything like this before. This is super cool, and yeah, uh, it, was, it was apparently was a pretty big deal. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where you go with it, but I'm excited to see it. I'm all I'm all down for anything Last of Us. I'm excited for the show. Hope it's good. Hopefully, usually video game adaptations, uh, 99.99% of the time, <laughs> utter garbage. I I feel like that's changed in recent years, right? Uh, what about the Halo show? How's that doing? I the people that I've talked to that have watched it have not liked it. Mm. Th- that are fans of the game. What other examples? Doom. Uh, the Mario. 
hey, that might be that's gonna be a big movie. Chris Pratt. That's the one downfall. It's a Mimari. It's a in my opinion, a tremendous miscast having Chris Pratt play Mario, but everyone else seems to fit Jack Black, Bowser. It's a great fit. Uh yeah, I don't know, but hopefully it's good. HBO I think they can do it. I trust them. Trailer trailer didn't wow me. Yeah. I, yeah, but we'll the see. big the big thing about the last of us is the characters and the arc. Yes. And I don't know how much you can really push that in a trailer. I don't know. Did the original Last of Us trailer for the video game blow minds? I don't know. I don't know. Zombies are zombies, man. Well, yeah. So, uh, okay. Also, in case you missed it, the PC version of The Last of Us will arrive on Steam and the Epic Game Store on March 3rd. So, finally, getting some love over here. They're porting it over. Porting <laughs> it over. It, it should look gorgeous. Though. I hope so. Yeah. I might actually get it and replay it just because I want to see what it's like on a on a 3080, you know, full decked out 4K. Ultra wide monitor. Ultra wide monitor. I don't know if it'll support ultra wide, but yeah. either way. Uh, if you haven't played it yet, there's your chance for all you PC gamers out there. Yeah. But that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Slashcast, your horror news in one place where you can hear it and not read it. That's what it's all about here. If you're not already following, please do. If you're not subscribed on YouTube, make sure you do that as well, especially if you want to keep up with the Tech Chainsaw Massacre and other asymmetrical multiplayer video game horror news. Like Killer Clowns coming out this year as well. I'm sure yeah. we'll have some updates on that too. So go subscribe over there. And follow us on social media, especially on Twitter, at Slash and Cast. Anything else? Um, no, I don't think so. All right. All right. With that, as always, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll talk to you in the next one.